My name is Scott Challoner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a sunny but cool winter morning here in the capital and hopefully continuing to add that little bit of brightness to affairs today is Martin Tregoning, my guest on today's programme. Martin is a chartered accountant running his own independent accountancy firm Tregoning & Co in the Shetlands. Uh, Martin, welcome and thank you for joining us today. No, no, thank you. And and welcome from a slightly overcast but still a uh, a, a clear and dry Shetland. Fantastic. Now, uh, Martin, of course, um, you have been sort of running your own accountancy firm in the Shetlands um, for a number of years now, but I understand that you first qualified as a chartered accountant in your sort of native New Zealand and your background before that was actually in industry. So I can imagine that experience of sort of a different sort of world, a different different sectors, a different culture, that's sort of probably really helped you in your journey to sort of growing your own business, hasn't it? Uh, yes, I mean, I'd say it's been a double-edged sword because it means that I, I don't necessarily have the, the routines and the uh, the ways that people have done things in accounting practices, you know, and I'm, I'm learning from scratch as I go along, or I have done. But it does bring the, the, the practical side to it that I actually know what it's like to work in a business. Um, I have one of my clients who... who her comment to me was that she she liked me as an accountant because I've actually been in business and so I know what it's like when she's struggling to make the payroll each month. And I'm not looking down on her with some sort of um, inexperienced mm. theoretical thing, but I've actually been there and done that. Yeah, exactly. That really does help, isn't it? That sort of know-how from other parts of your business as well. And um, I'd be interested to understand as well, Martina, what was it that sort of prompted that sort of career change with you, would you say? What made you think that sort of going into accountancy was sort of going to be the way forward for you? Yeah. Well, the, the career change from industry uh, was, was really forced upon me. Um, we had relocated to Shetland and uh, I had a, uh, a, a job in an industry up here. Um, but the, the the finance operation was relocated to the mainland, uh, and uh, yeah, so I guess effectively I was unemployed, um, and I just started doing what I what I know, uh, which is accounting, and started working with different businesses and the like, uh, and and it just grew from there. And you are a fellow of the um, Association of Certified Chartered Accountants here, of course, and there should be some congratulations issued as well, because I know you've been handed a fellowship um, at the Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand as well, and um, so where you first sort of qualified. Um, I can imagine that must have been sort of a real honour for you, sort of receiving sort of that accolade um, as well, because I understand that some of the, both of those um, associations, they do things just that little bit differently, don't they? Yes, well, I mean, the New Zealand Association is, is quite different because it, it covers the broad brush of all accountants and all sorts of industries and practice from the smallest to the largest. And so it's, it, it, they have a very inclusive approach wherever you are in the accounting field. Um, ACCA, uh, when I first joined uh, was sort of like the poor boy on the block, but it has really come into its own as as for many people the the 
qualification of choice. Um, and I guess I would say partly because it is so practical and down to earth. Um, you know, and it, it, it just provides the help and the resources that, that uh, especially small practitioners uh, need. Yeah, it is incredibly interesting. And uh, I suppose given sort of the scale of the challenge that we've all sort of had to face over the last couple of years, it would be remiss if we didn't sort of move the conversation on to current affairs. And obviously we are still somewhat in the thick of the uh, the COVID-19 situation. Um, I appreciate, of course, it's different all over the uh, the world, but what sort of operational challenges would you say that you've experienced as a result of the uh, the pandemic so far? Well, for me personally, operationally, not that much mm. because um, I, I very much uh, embrace the, the cloud technology anyway. Um, so I was already doing Zoom meetings and, and, and the like before uh, the pandemic started. Uh, and you know, most of my clients I have put onto cloud accounting software anyway. So, uh, you know, it didn't make too much difference for me. Obviously, it made huge differences to my uh, clients. Um, and I actually had a short period when I was picking up a number of clients because uh, other accounting firms were dropping the ball uh, and, and basically leaving their clients in the lurch. So I did manage to, to conversely, uh, it was actually, for me personally, a, a, a growth time. Um, uh, yeah, so you, I, there were some good benefits because actually being stuck in, in the Shetland Isles, uh, things like uh, networking and courses and stuff uh, have so often been out of reach for me. Mm. But so much um, has gone online uh, in terms of, as I say, conferences, seminars and, and the like that I'm actually probably more connected to the outside world uh, than I was um, three years ago. And that's a real irony of the pandemic, isn't it? In a year where we've almost had to sort of be apart physically, we've almost become more connected than ever before because that digital revolution has been hastened. And I think now that the wider sort of accountancy sector is sort of cottoning onto that, I think the pandemic certainly has changed the way that we're going to sort of do business as a country and as sort of a globe um, forever, hasn't it? I mean, um, it's never going to be the same again as a result of this. Well, I I hope it won't. I, I think the temptation is a lot of people will will fall back into the way they worked before. Um, but there will be some who I think will take the challenge. Um, I mean, one of the things that, that I've been doing a lot more of is networking uh, via social media, a lot of LinkedIn work. And together with a few people who, who essentially I met through that, um, we have formed a little self-support group of um, uh, in small chartered accountants so we can bounce ideas off one another. Um, now, three years ago, we would have just been uh, three or four small practices just struggling without somebody to bat ideas off. You know? um, and and uh, you know, they are similar to me in that they are small mostly rural uh, practices. Um, and, and, yeah, but now we are, through the, the benefits of social media and, and the changes that have come about through the pandemic, uh, we're actually able to support each other and, and 
idea. So it has been a, a, a you know, that sort of thing carrying yeah. forward uh, for me personally has been like a huge thing. And um, that, yeah. It does, doesn't it? I think when we sort of come together and network in that sense, it's one of the best things that you can do, whether you're sort of somebody who's just starting out in business or whether you're sort of a seasoned sort of business person, um, isn't it? Um, And I think the pandemic has helped us recognise that, you know, we are all in sort of a very similar, if not the same boat here, and we can approach each other and learn from each other. And we've even seen, for instance, uh, with sort of Big Pharma, they've been sharing intellectual property to sort of speed up the uh, the progress toward a working vaccine. And now we've got sort of so many of them in circulation. And it's quite incredible, isn't it? Just sort of what we're capable of when we all sort of come together in that sense. It, it, it is quite amazing. And I have often thought that... Um, Many networking events, and what people have historically called networking is, is a misnomer. Uh, people often see networking as a sales-deriving exercise. It's, it's how can I market to people? How can I find new customers? Uh, what can I get out of it? And that's not, in, in my opinion, anyway, true networking. True networking is where you can get together, and it's a, it's a two-way street, and you share with people and they share with you. Uh, and it may be that actually I give something to one person I never get back from, but they will give it to someone else and they'll give something to somebody else. And I, I will get something out of it eventually. So it's a, it's a case of us being in there together uh, and, and, and truly sharing, not just going into it and saying, what's in it for me? Um, and so I'm really encouraged that actually I've been seeing, not just with my group of accountants, but I've seen other groups of small accountants as well uh, doing a similar thing um, and so I find that very encouraging that they're, they're sort of grasping the true um, value and potential of, of networks mm. and that's one of the key things that I suppose we've learned from the uh, the pandemic isn't it the true value of networking um, from your experience Martin are there any other sort of key positive learnings that we can maybe sort of take forward from the experience that we've had over the uh, the last couple of years I'm not sure whether it's a, a learning or so much of um, an attitude. Mm. Uh, and the attitude, I guess, is not to be defeated. Um, I've got clients who were unsure of what to do when the first lockdown was lifted and they weren't sure about limited opening hours or you know what they should do. Um, should they restock or shouldn't they? And so the only real piece of advice I could give them was you just have to take the bull by the horns and go for it. Um, and other businesses who, who actually weren't my clients, but I don't know, some of them were saying, well, we might reopen, we might be limited, we might do this. Um, and the difference between the two was really just the, the, the attitude of, am I going to be defeated by this? Am I going to let this knock me down? Or you know, am I just going to crack on and 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 see see what happens? You know, and and you know, I've been quite inspired by some of my clients mm. who've done that and and how they've resulted. You know, what's happened with them. I've, I've had clients, you know, invest in in, in new businesses um, at a time when you would think that you know what a stupid time to be doing this, but they've been doing it uh, and successfully. So I think there are opportunities out there for people and businesses. With the um, 
Uh, I'm not sure what you'd use to basically just the internal oomph to get mm. out there and do it. Yeah, determination, resilience, I suppose, is a real buzzword, isn't it? I mean, they're not going to be sort of put off or perturbed by sort of external forces. I mean, obviously, historically, um, things like this show where there are times of economic hardship, some of the best businesses do actually sort of spring out of those times, don't they? So it's all about sort of looking out there for what opportunities there are and sort of looking to take advantage of those. Um, Absolutely. Um, No, absolutely. I do worry, I think we're coming though into a different um, sort of economic stage at the moment, that we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, I think the next big worry for these clients, generally my clients and, and, and the, the wider sort of small business world, will be the general economic um, environment. You know, that, that, that actually the next few years are likely to start to be quite hard to see uh, for a small businessman even the the, the the increase for the social care tax is mm-hmm. just going to hit a lot of them quite hard and they haven't actually realized the the, the impact that it's going to have yet um, you know and there are lots of things like that which change very quickly mm-hmm. um, and when you've got a business which is running on a margin of you know four percent and then suddenly they find out they've got to find another one and a half percent for national insurance it's, it's, it's going to be hard but mm. we, we'll, we'll get there yeah that's sort of one challenge sort of looming on the horizon isn't it we're seeing that there is that 1.25 percent increase in national insurance payments um so that's going to sort of take more out of businesses um obviously there are high utilities bills on top of that so there's a lot of talk about this cost of living crisis so kind of balancing the books there is going to be incredibly important but also sort of general economic growth i mean we've we've heard a lot of good about sort of how gdp has been doing um, across the year the uk of late but because we will no longer eventually be able to rely on that sort of covid bounce back momentum there's every chance that that's also going to slow down as well. So it could be a year where things don't quite sort of pan out and grow quite as rapidly as expected. But if anything, um, if the last couple of years have shown as anything, I should say, I mean, it is that there is the resilience out there. And so industry, one way or another, hopefully should find a way through once again. Yes, I, I think that I, in many ways, I think resilience is actually a mindset. Um, because, you know, my experience through the, the, the lockdown has been um, that there are two sorts of people. There are those who mm-hmm. allow themselves to be defeated by it and those who say, okay, that's not good. How do I go forward? Uh, and, you know, as I say, I have learned some lessons from watching some of my clients and just how they've, they've sprung forward and, and, and carrying on. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's all easy, and I'm not saying it's just a, a you know, mind over matter, and you just pretend it doesn't happen. But there's there's a there's a, a mindset out there about how you carry on um, and how you make things work. So uh, yeah, it's interesting times, but I guess it's always mm. interesting times. There's always going to be something which comes up, mm. uh, which will will knock us for a bit. I, I am rather. Um, worried that a lot of the public out there don't even realise the impact of things like the national insurance change. Mm. You know, a lot of people who I would have expected to know uh, 
and actually realise it's happening, or making tax digital, which is coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have never realised that that that's actually even happening. Um, so there are lots of things out there. And so you, I find myself actually uh, almost like doing a PR job on behalf of the government, talking to clients about the changes coming up and warning them and advising them that actually you need to take action because of this change or that change. Um, and certainly during um, the, the pandemic, the, 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 the heart of it, I ended up being the main source that they had in terms of what they were allowed to do as a business, reopening, did they have to close, social distance, furlough claims, um, income support schemes, bounce back loans. Uh, you know, that actually my, one of my main jobs was to help them navigate through that. It's an incredible thing, isn't it, sort of running your own business, but at any one time, I suppose there are always a lot of hoops that one sort of has to jump through, isn't there? And that's sort of... It, it's not something that appears to be relenting anytime soon, for sure. But just because there are a lot of those sort of viewers that tune into this podcast that are of that younger, determined and entrepreneurial stock, just for anybody who might be listening to this, Martin, that may be wanting to start their own business soon, um, what, based on your experience, is the one single piece of advice that you would give them to really sort of get them on the road to success, do you think? First thing I'd probably say is that uh, they've got to believe in themselves, and there's no such thing as uh, you know being too old to start your business, or even being too young to start your business, um, or not having the right background, or whatever. It's about having something that you want to do, uh, be it being a plumber or a woodworker or whatever it is, um, something that that you've got a passion for, and then turning that into a business. Um, and the rest of the things about, you know, uh, I've met so many people that say, I, I'm not a business person, I don't know what to do and stuff. You know, to be honest, those things can be um, fixed. The, the, the other thing I would say is uh, don't be afraid to call on help. Mm. And especially, you, you, you could say I would say that because I'm an accountant and I like clients, but the reality is um, concentrate on the things that you're good at that you can add value to and that are your passion, okay? And then get help for whatever else that it might be. It could be deliveries. It could be answering the phone. Whatever else it might be that, that you know, it doesn't really add value you doing it. Get someone else to do it so you can concentrate on the things that you actually want to do. Um, and that includes getting an accountant, obviously. but yeah it's um it sort of links back to the networking thing a bit doesn't it it's all about sort of surrounding yourself with the right people the people who can sort of complement your skill set because i suppose if we've learned anything else in the pandemic as well it's that we're not sort of all sort of we're not we're not sort of omnipotent we're not omniscient we're not um sort of all knowing as leaders we are not infallible i mean we are going to have our sort of own weaknesses we'll be good at some things some aspects of running a business will not be so good at others. And so you're only as good as really the people that you surround yourself with to sort of pull all of that together and really make your business a success, I suppose, is sort of the overarching message there. Absolutely. I mean, the one common trait I would say all of my clients have is that they are actually 
exceedingly good at what it is that they do. You know, they have a passion for doing something and they, they do it. When it comes to their accounts or their paperwork in the background or whatever, um, that's a mixed bag. Uh, some of them are okay um, and others are horrendous. But that doesn't matter. The, the, the key thing is that actually they know what they want to do and they have that passion to do it and they're very good at it. And so I view my job as actually just to help them uh, do whatever it is that they are doing, you know, and it varies from client to client. It's never a one-size-fits-all. Um, and part of my challenge is actually to provide them with the support or the systems or the backup tailored for each one of their situations, um, but all on the same objective so that they can they can do what, it, what whatever it is that they do uh, as best as they can. Absolutely and my success right. is their success. You know, yeah. if my clients do well, I do well. If my clients don't, I don't. And that's fine. Exactly right. Um, it is sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Um, it's unfortunate, really, Martin, that our time on the show is starting to draw to a uh, close now because I've thoroughly sort of enjoyed having you on the uh, the program. But before we do wrap things up today, um, I would be interested to sort of learn a little bit about what the future holds for your practice, Dragoning and Co, going forward, because we've talked about how it is interesting times, but how is your business going to be sort of riding the crest of that wave over this next year? I think my big challenge is going to be um, because I have taken on uh, a number of clients, uh, my big challenge is going to be servicing them and also the clients which will come in because you know things are growing here. But without losing that very personal touch, because I know all my clients, I know their spouses, I know their children. Um, you know, it's a very personal thing. And so how do you take on more business without um, uh, losing that touch? That, that's going to be my big challenge. Um, I've got a few ideas as to how I'm going to go about that. But, um, yeah, that, ask me in a year's time, we'll see how well it went. But I, I, I hope it's, it's going to go in the right direction. And, you know, Martin, I'd love to catch up in a year's time and just see how well that mission has come along and hopefully it will be a successful expansion without sort of losing that personal touch. They're so, so very important, of course. And I've thoroughly enjoyed having you um, on the programme today, Martin. It would be, as I say, a real pleasure to have you back in future. And hopefully, as I say, we'll be able to really share some success stories at that time. And until then, do take care and stay safe with all still going on as well. I will do. Thank you very much. And I'd just like to reiterate that to all of our listeners tuning in as well. Please do continue to take care and stay safe. And I do hope that you enjoyed our interview today with Martin Tregoning, Chartered Accountant and founder of Tregoning & Co. Um, absolutely fantastic interview, of course. And for anybody tuning in today who may feel, having listened to this, that you might have your own tale of success and of innovation to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then why don't you apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply, because we certainly would love to hear what you have to say as well. Until that next time, once again, all do take care and goodbye.